thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about a conversation that I pretty much have with each and every one of my clients at some point in time and that's on the topic of cooking in bulk. Because let's face it, when we continually face with ongoing sleep disruption and exhaustion, the last thing we kind of feel like we want to do is just slave away uh, in the kitchen. So to talk more about this topic, I've invited uh, the lovely Sarah Capacci uh, onto the show who actually holds a degree in complementary medicine along with having an obsession for real food, self-love and connection. She's also a mother of two and the lover of simple life and I know from looking inside her fridge and freezer firsthand myself, she's an absolute gun at cooking in bulk. So to talk all things bulk cooking, I'd like to give a warm and friendly healthy shift worker welcome to Sarah. Hello. Oh, hello, Aura. So excited to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me to uh, talk to your lovely audience. I cannot wait to get started. Thank you. Cool. Look, I know you're actually an elite part of the Healthy Shipworker podcasting community, Sarah, because you've been on my podcast before. Yes, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness, Um, that was um, a a while ago, I think I was your episode probably 10 or 11. It was, oh my gosh, you remembered, yeah, 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 it was, um, yeah, way back in the early days of actually launching my podcast on episode uh, 10, you were my first double digit um, podcast. (laughs) That's amazing, that's wonderful. Yeah, and I just I had to actually go back and look at the title, um, which was how a busy mum, busy and exhausted mum, still managed to cook from scratch, which is I think is interesting, uh, given you know our, again our, our topic that we're going to be talking about today. But you know our listeners are really going to want to go back after listening to today's episode and listen to that episode um, as well, episode number ten, because there were lots of fantastic information that you shared um, on that episode. So welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, Audra. I really um, appreciate this connection because uh, it really made me realize how far I have come really in this uh, probably two years that mm. we've been speaking from that last um, last episode. And that was really coming from the deep heart of an exhausted mother. <laughs> 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 and now I can... Um, breathe a little bit more and uh, breathe of relief because my kids are at school and um, for the first year ever and they sleep at night so I cannot say I'm sleep deprived anymore I actually really enjoy my uh, eight hours sleep and never <laughs> life has never been so good um, but I still use the same techniques I still use the same you know being strategic and cooking in batches and creating connection around the dinner table. And I'm trying to um, share what I've learned with other people right now because I feel it's so simple but yet so profound and so important. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And and while some of our listeners may not be quite so fortunate enough to get the, the sleep that you're now getting, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> which is a new concept for you. So you can very much resonate with the not getting enough sleep um, situation, I, I know. And um, But we actually met through university, I remember. Uh, yeah, you were at university and you were definitely juggling a lot with what was going on then, among, you know, with two very, very young kids, quite demanding. And I used to be still quite in awe that you, you know, you managed to kind of still cook from scratch because I think many of us will quite, you know, easily or quickly to kind of just say, well, I'm too busy, you know, I don't have time to kind of make my own food from scratch. But I think as we want to get into the discussion, uh, you know, it, it certainly, you know, can be done. But I guess first things first, could you kind of share with our listeners um, a little about yourself, Sarah, um, because you're originally from Italy. Like how did you make it to Australia? Like, you know, and what, you know, what did you sort of think of our food, I suppose, when you first arrived as well? Um, well, I actually, uh, I've grown up with my mum, who is a chef and with my grandmother, who's not the chef, but to me, she's the best cook ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like many other grandmothers, they are always, they always remind us of the best meals that we ever had. Um, and then, um, I also had my own little takeaway restaurant that was, um, focusing on local um, kind of fresh, simple foods and rustic flavors. So very like embracing that simplicity, that rustic, uh, beautiful flavors of food without, you know, complicated recipes or, um, but I have to say that I'd been so successful in Italy that I, I ended up exhausted (laughs) working so much. Um, and so I decided to sell my business and come to recover in Australia But coming from that beautiful food, um, I landed in Queen Street Mall and I looked around and I thought, oh, (laughs) where is my fresh, nourishing, simple, beautiful, flowersome food? And uh, yes, it's been part of a journey. Um, But here I met my husband, the man who now hates my husband. And so here I am still at this day. Um, yeah, I have to say, uh, the, the journey has been long and transformational has been 12 years here in Australia that absolutely adore and I love Australians and, and their culture, which I feel now it's a bit mine too. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, um, lost connection to the food, to to myself, um, to life a little bit, I have to say, because I really got excited about um, initially about the food in the in the package <laughs> from Coles and going and, and buying this chicken nicely uh, wrapped and all just ready to go, not getting your hands dirty or um, yeah, or all the vegetables just you know pick and choose, not going in the garden. At first, was really really exciting. I thought. Oh, wow, this is convenience at its best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, as time was going on, um, my health really um, suffered from, from that, I guess, because I was used to uh, really fresh. I, I also have to say I, was, I grew up in the countryside, which is very different even in Italy than growing up in a city. So uh, my lifestyle was quite 
amazing in itself, even within Italy. Um, I was very fortunate to have always fresh vegetables from the garden, from the farm. And yeah, so that was very um, a blessing. But then uh, even more so having kids and husband working away and not family around, I felt exhausted to to the maximum sleep deprivation i don't know how your tribe does it with shift working rosters i i i really admire every everybody that does that because i went through five years of sleep deprivation i combined between the two kids and that really destroyed my whole being not just my health like physically but i i really felt disconnected from myself from I don't know, sense of life and I had no energies, no, um, no excitement, no motivation, no, no, nothing left. And all started when, uh, I, I really reached rock bottom, which I think, um, that's common of many people that then start on a different journey. Mm. And I had this conversation on FaceTime with my mom and my grandma and I had a baby and a toddler um, that, of course, they were very demanding. My husband working away, sleep deprived, and I went through a uh, miscarriage. So not wanting to share uh, the news with my family because, of course, they live far away and it would be difficult for them to help anyway and just I made them feel terrible. So I kept the secret for me, for myself, but I couldn't help the tears and, and the pain. And, and it just was so strong, the exhaustion. And, and I had this amazing conversation with my grandma. It makes me teary right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she came in and she said, look, darling, you know, you, you gave all you had. But in order for you to change your life, you have to nourish yourself. And it all starts from the simple things. It all starts from a meal. It all starts from the good food. So go back to basics. Go back to what you've learned with me, with your mom, and get organized. And, you know, we are not there with you. You have to make it. You have to do it. Do it. And I have to say that moment really changed my life because it was so simple, but... um, shared from someone you respect so much and you love so much it really hits you hard and and yeah so I did I started cooking with love (laughs) cooking in batches with all food that um was good and nourishing for myself and the kids and I slowly brought myself back to life and it's not easy to to do that every day because as many of us know even if not working at nighttime, and even if having like a regular life, life nowadays is so busy. And so we have to use that time when we can and we have the energies to make the most of it. And I say, why cooking three times a day? Let's just cook a big batch and give us ourselves some love anytime and just freeze our beautiful nourishing meal for the times we need it the most. Mm. Yeah, I I love I love that too. I'm I'm so for, you know, not cooking once and just having one meal. It's like you wanna you wanna cook once and eat two to three times or, or I know even you even do more than that. 
oh, you know, to sort of support your family. And, and I think sometimes we, we kind of forget about that because I think we have, you know, something not only fatigue, as, as our listeners can very much resonate with, from a whole different level from the lack of sleep and, and so forth. But there's something called decision fatigue as well. Like, yeah. what do I make for dinner? Like, what do I do? You know, because I, I haven't kind of pre-planned it. And that alone, that that just not knowing what to cook is an extra layer of, of fatigue, unknowingly really, when we kind of think about it. Um, but if you've already got something that's even like half prepped, um, you know, it certainly can be a good kind of start. So let's kind of really, I guess, kind of dive into that bulk cooking kind of thing because I know that you've designed a program called Cooking Con Namore. Um, <laughs> can you, like, I suppose, like, share with our listeners, like, a little more about, like, that, like, what's in that kind of course that you've kind of, obviously that course really duplicates your everyday, um, you know, living, you know, I would assume, yeah? Yes, yeah, so my intention and my mission with this course and with my um, blogs and and my message is to replicate that message that my my grandmother gave me. So people might or may not have the same um, wise grandmother, uh, but I really felt like once I rebuilt my life, once I rebuilt my health, and my um, and I have to say through cooking which seems like something really, really simple, um, but has been the number one step for me to actually have the energies to enjoy life, to enjoy my kids, to um, to get back to really savoring and those moments in life, that the joy of, um, of living, the, the gratefulness of living. I was just so into that surviving mode that I couldn't connect to being grateful to anything anymore, even though I had many blessings, of course. So in this course, I, I, don't, I didn't want it to be another cooking course. And of course, there is um, uh, plenty of my uh, video recipes of my home cooking and, and my strategies and my batch cooking recipes and um, all sorts of uh, little snacks and can be prepared in advance and like getting organized and strategic. But I wanted it to be um, a platform that people could use at any time to go back to and really have the intention of nourishing their life in a holistic way. So in there, we also talk about sleep with the beautiful Audra Saki and uh, mm -hmm. how sleep and, and food affect each other. Or we talk about listening to your body and how food can affect your body. And But being your best teacher by just listening and paying attention to food and to, to your response to food. And we talk about connection. And I think actually connection is the main thing on the course um, because when we reconnect to the joy of eating, the joy of cooking, and I can assure you when you cook in batch, it can come back to be a joy again. Like it's not that, oh my gosh, I have to cook. And, uh, because you feel better. You feel that difference that whole food um, makes to your body, like that beautiful the extra energies that come with from that. So 
it's, it's connecting to the good food, but also to meal times as an opportunity to create connection with yourself uh, and the people you love. Like connect, starting a conversation around the dinner table. Yeah, I guess that's um, interesting. I, I suppose from our, from our listeners' perspective, that though is not always a reality because they're probably at work. Um, you know, they're not. They don't have that opportunity to be as sit down and have that meal each night because they might be at work. So I suppose uh, you know. So they do miss that little bit of a connection, um, particularly from our direct family. Uh, we definitely start to develop our own shift working family from our workmates that's I've always referred to I've got my real I don't say real but my you know my biological kind of family friends and family but I've also got my shift working family as well and you know that we kind of kind of it's kind of the glue that obviously holds us together I think a lot of the time to be able to endure the shift rotations and and everything um, that we do And, and I've actually lost count of the amount of times you know so my so many of my clients will say to me but I hate cooking like I just, I hate it. I don't enjoy it. I don't, you know, feel inspired by it. What can you sort of say to, you know, some of our listeners that might be in that situation that just they, that's kind of why they've ended up gravitating to eat more of the processed kind of food because of the convenience, whether it's Uber Eats or, you know, they go to that quick and easy, which we know is quick and easy is not doesn't always mean that it's um, going to be, healthy but I guess yeah what would be your number one advice to to giving to our listeners that that are in that situation where they just they don't like cooking (laughs) well I didn't like cooking either I have to say because it it made it was a stressful stressful time especially with um, young kids before having kids I used to spend weekends cooking with my husband and trying the uh, Asian food and the Indian food and uh, experimenting because we had time and we were relaxed and, and it was something we were doing together. It was just like a time of connection and it was beautiful. Then I found myself alone with two kids, obviously a baby who wants breast milk or screaming or uh, it needs to be like it, it doesn't leave you so much time for creation especially when you're sleep deprived and the toddler jealous of his uh, baby brother I tell you (laughs) needs even more attention so uh, for me dinner became a very stressful time and I started really hating um, that that time of the day and that's when I started relying on convenience so much more but then my health declined as a Mm. as a um, as a side effect of that as a result yeah and I kind of um, went back to the pleasure of cooking by cooking when I actually had the energies and the space and the time to do so so maybe doing a big cook up in on a I don't know three hours in a weekend just have um, one hour shopping Mm, three hours when my husband would, would come back from the mines every, you know, um, and get myself organized because I knew what that was going to do for me. I, I started, um, once I did it once, the first time, I experienced how it felt to actually have a food in the freezer 
that was made by me with the best ingredients. And actually, I started to feel better with my health, not just physically, but even mentally. I was able to, uh, you know, focus more and be more present with my kids. And I thought, wow, this is, this is invaluable. Like, this is priceless. But um, the best thing I could say is cooking has been made too complicated. And we have all this advertisement yes. mm, with totally. cook your best, um, I don't know, meal, restaurant quality meal, or have your um, meal plan with, I don't know how many different recipes that I, I for myself with my kids, I wouldn't be able to focus on a recipe itself because they were like all over the place and jumping and mommy come here and mommy come there and so just choosing simple uh staple ingredients and put them together like in a simple way can change your life Mm. because it's nourishing and simple yeah I think you made a really good point, I think, because there's so much pressure in the whole even social media world at the moment that all our food needs to look like some kind of um, work of art or oil painting or, you know, when we know that, you know, in order for that one meal to appear on our Insta feed or whatever, somebody's probably spent a good 15 minutes setting it up with the right lighting, um, you know, and, you know, and like it's just we have, I think, you know, we've just overcomplicated a basic human instinct that we do and that's just to eat. It doesn't have to look like an oil painting. Obviously we do, you know, to a certain degree with our eyes and it needs to be sort of appealing but I think we... You know, what happened to the good old meat and three veg? That's, that's probably not an Italian staple, uh, you know, from where you're from. But I just think, you know, uh, just three, uh, you know, a bit of meat and three veg can actually be extremely healthy meal, yet we hardly ever see that, um, you know, in our Insta feeds anymore. Instead, it looks like something way, way more complicated. And, you know, then we can get quite disheartened that we, we've tried to make something and it, it didn't look anything like <laughs> you know, what it was supposed to do. But you mentioned about staples. Um, what sort of staples were you referring to to kind of have in your pantry um, and fridge, Sarah? Well, first of all, I love vegetables like so much. And so I try and um, for me, I, I love them, almost them all. So um, I just go shopping for vegetables first, either at the fruit shop or at the market or whatever is more convenient, really, um, rather than um, eating, you know, uh, out of the box. I prefer to do that. Uh, and um, and then I just have, like, I have all these beautiful vegetables and then the rest of my shopping is just a complement to that. It's just a little bit of meat and a fish or rice or um, like few things that complement that. So that's my trick for shopping. Um, and uh, our staples, I really go with what the kids like because I know it's going to be easy. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm lover of easy life. Totally. So I know my kids love um, zucchinis and they love green beans and they love uh, salads and uh, what else, um, sweet potatoes. So I I just buy the, our staples first that I know they're going to eat for sure. And then 
I experiment with few more, whatever is in season, whatever is, um, you know, usually what's in season is also less expensive and usually local. So win-win. Um, and then in my pantry, um, I was going to say most say- of those, sorry to interrupt, Sarah, I was going to say most of that stuff is also freezable as well because we're going to make it a big bulk of it. A lot of, you know, vegetables can be frozen so we can eat them at a later time. I think people sometimes forget that. Yes, and a little stir fry of a few different vegetables, and then I add last minute like a. Uh, I know this probably uh, doesn't resonate with you as a nutritionist, but like a little can of uh, chickpeas or uh, some diced tomatoes, and and that's kind of a meal. Well, like, there's nothing um, wrong with that. I'm all for that. Don't worry. <laughs> it doesn't have to be super fancy. Absolutely. It, um, no, no, it can be simple. Yeah, and so I do my big batches of my staples are more in my freezer rather than in my pantry. Uh, in my pantry, I've got lots of you know dried herbs and uh, the extra virgin olive oil. That's um, uh, no question asked. That's my number one thing. Lots of garlic and um, and onions. But um, in my freezer, I always have bolognese sauce, uh, which I make a big, big. Um, um, batch of that and I counted last time because I had this um I, I did, had to do it for my course and I counted 15 containers <laughs> I think my batch is a big batch <laughs> but my boys eat a lot as well and I do put so much um vegetables as well so it's like my version of um, bolognese sauce and then uh, also my kids love uh, broth so much chicken broth and I make a big batch of that. And I have to say, my five years old, he could have broth for breakfast. He loves it so much. And uh, what else? And then, uh, so that's my, like, two big staples that I use. Um, you know, like the chicken broth is so good for our gut. So mm. I use it to make risotto. I use it in uh, as many ways as I can. Um, and then I have many vegetable soups in my freezer, um, made with, you know, the seasonal, whatever is seasonal and it's fresh. And I found that, you know, looks amazing because it's useless to have a recipe and you go and shop for that recipe and it has zucchini, but then you go to the shop or the market and you, and you see this full zucchini that, you know, come from, uh, Arizona and uh, they're very sad and (laughs) you have to buy them to comply with the recipe I'm all for reinventing and and change things and adjust as per what you find fresh at the markets Mm. that's the real nutrition that goes into the food Mm. yeah getting um, I think there's an acronym slow local organic whole foods is really what we need yeah. to be, um, you know, more focusing on. So, you know, buying what's in season and, yeah, your recipe book might say to have this X, Y, Z ingredient, but it doesn't have to be in season. So, okay, well, what can I use um, instead? And I think that's really important because, I mean, I myself, you know, years ago used to think, oh, no, but the recipe said I needed this. So if I use this, it won't work. And it's, yeah, like we're not cooking for the queen. The queen's not coming <laughs> to dinner. Yes. You know, like it's we just need to be making sure that yeah, the food is is um yeah wholesome and, and healthy. So for our tight, very tired and weary listeners um, that are listening, what would be your top three tips for being more time savvy in the kitchen? Well, number one, as I said before, is um, 
if you want to do batch cooking, which I would really, really recommend as it saved my life, just choose that day when you actually feel like doing it mm. because um, that, and once you do it once, you will um, feel different by having your own food instead of takeaway and you will do it again because it makes you feel amazing. Uh, number two, um, keep it simple. Embrace simp- simplicity and embrace imperfection. Uh, there is no such thing as a queen meal, as, as you said. <laughs> um, you know, I, I love recipes, but I often don't cook off um, recipe books because I just keep it simple and I just put together ingredients that I like. And so that's another tip. And, um, and thirdly, th- that's what I do. I only cook once a day. I only cook um, just for dinner and I always make double quantity so that the day after uh, we do have leftovers for lunch. Even my kids take leftovers for lunch um, at school. And at first they were, um, don't want to say bullied, but a bit teased, let's say, because everybody has had a, a sandwich, always every day a sandwich or, you know, in different ways. And now after two years, like my, my older one, um, yeah, has been going to school for a bit longer than my little preppy. Um, his, his friends are looking at his lunch every day and they're asking if they can have some or what have you got today or <laughs> what did your mother what did your mother cook last night and um and sometimes my child asked me if I could make some more so I could share with his friends so yeah I am I'm really happy about this because it's like, you know, you are uh, kind of educating the kids to actually really have different foods and it's amazing. Yeah, it's so, yeah, interesting um, in a sandwich. <laughs> well, a sandwich is good, but sometimes, and uh, I would say, you know, why not leftovers? Like I, mm-hmm. if I cook with fresh ingredients, there's gonna be, they're going to be good for lunch the day after. And, you know, like cook once and cook for two, three times. Maybe you need to have... As you know, not not such a big quantity, but you can still have a lighter meal. I don't know during the night, like if you really need to, keeping it light, of course, because we know we don't want to overload the digestion system at night. But if it's food made by you, you've got that choice of, um, yeah, of making it once and uh, having it two, three times. Mm, I'm all for that cooking once a day and then it lasts for a few times. Yeah, I think um, that's, yeah, that's really helpful. Another thing I often sometimes tell my clients to, I'm a nutritionist as well and it doesn't mean that I like to spend all my time in the kitchen. Definitely not. There's a lot of other things I like to be doing um, besides cooking. But, yeah, it's kind of, as you said, when you kind of in that, when you are feeling better, so obviously not after you've just done a massive string of night shifts, that's obviously going to the last time you, the last thing is you're going to want to feel like doing any kind of cooking, but looking at your roster and perhaps looking at that opportunity, um, as you said, where you're likely to feel the most energised and then dedicate that time to write. Okay, I'm going to spend three or four hours in the kitchen um, and just totally. make some, yeah, and make some kind of meals. I actually kind of get myself into the mode where I'll put an apron on. I'll actually put yes. on in the background just to kind of make me feel like I'm getting into cooking kind of mode. It just kind of makes it a bit more fun kind of thing. And it kind of, you know, like putting your chef hat on sort of thing, just the apron, and it just kind of makes it a bit more fun so it's not such a, uh, you know, a 
a task that we have to do kind of thing as you know, another job that we need to do, you know, yeah. a little bit more fun. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. Ditch the tour, ditch the stress and yeah. have fun. Yeah. Keep it yeah. simple. Totally. And, uh, life is meant to be enjoyed and we need to eat every day anyway. So mm. it's it's a basic human need. Let's make it fun. Let's make it joy it a joyful time. And I just uh, want to share this little very brief pearl. Uh, my mom is a chef and um, I used to work with her at a huge hotel. And before starting serving everybody else, we used to have our dinner and all together, all the um, employees. And I was very stressed. I was, oh my gosh, we are going to serve 200 people in about 20 minutes. Oh, that was stressful. <laughs> Oh my God, I was really stressed because it was my first time doing that. Wow. And, I, and my mom was so calm. She was a head chef. And so that, that was her responsibility. And, and she was so calm. She was enjoying her meal. And I said to her, Mom, aren't you stressed? Like in 20 minutes, we have to feed 200 people. And she was so calm. And she said, yes, that's in 20 minutes. But now I've got 15 minutes for myself and I'm going to nourish myself. I'm going to eat and calm down and breathe and have my time. Because if I don't nourish myself right now, I cannot serve 200 people later. Mm. And that always was stuck in my head. And I'm like, oh, the pearls we, we learn from mothers and grandmas and yeah, so she knew the importance of, um, you know, living in the present, mindfulness, as we call it, in today's language. Um, you know, we've, of course, we've put a label on that as well, you know, having that more mindfulness, but really it was just sort of her living in that present moment as opposed to, you know, when we know when we worry about the future, that causes us anxiety. Um, but, yeah, she was old. She's a very, very smart lady. Um, I still take my hat off to her, though, at 200 people. Definitely stress me out. <laughs> but, yeah, a definitely a, a real pearl of wisdom, yeah. Well, I think we we'll, um, might have to wrap it up um, now, Saro, but this has certainly been, um, you know, a very interesting and insightful chat with you. Um, you know, particularly I love sort of talking to different people. I know you've been here 12 years, so that really does make you an Aussie and Australian but you've very much got that Italian heritage um, behind you and it carries you through for everything with what you do. Um, if, so how can listeners kind of learn a little bit more about what you're doing? Because I know, as I mentioned before, that you have developed this online um, course called Cooking Con Amore, but you're also the founder and director of the Connection Project, which I think in its own, that, that title of Connection kind of, um, epitomizes really what you're at, about as well uh, and I think um, correct me if I'm wrong you're looking at running a five-day retreat in Tuscany next year something amazing like that so how can people kind of yeah learn a little bit more about what you're doing yeah the retreat is definitely happening in oh. June 2018 oh. uh, and it's going to be good food and wine while doing yoga in the vineyard oh. <laughs> um, Yes, uh, totally enjoying the Italian experience. So, um, yeah, I've got my website, which is um, theconnectionproject.com.au and also The Connection Project on Facebook, on Instagram or YouTube. So plenty of videos and uh, recipes and, um, yeah, I would love to for you to come and have a look. Wonderful. It sounds like a great resource that I think 
um, a lot of my listeners will be able to uh, get a lot of value and a lot of awesome information. Um, you know, rec- I love the idea of some really, really simple recipes for them to be able to access. And, you know, even just uh, they can just start making one um, meal at home from scratch. If they're at the moment living on predominantly a lot of processed store-bought foods or whatever, just make that challenge to yourself to just make one, you know, meal that, you know, obviously can be yeah. duplicated a few times rather than feeling so overwhelmed, oh, my God, I've got to make all this food all the time, um, you know, getting back to that bulk food concept of making it once but eating it multiple times. Um, I think that's, um, yeah, definitely very doable for everyone um, to be able to do. And as you said, that you, you noticed you felt so much better when you started to eat better. Definitely changed my life, literally, yeah, because mm. it gave me the energies to actually reconnect to, to what's important to me and, and give the energies to it rather than running without direction and, and give energies to everybody and everything and, and feel just exhausted with, without like that feeling of accomplishment as well so, mm. and tired all the time. So more focus, more joyful life for sure. Mm. Yeah, great, great advice. Yeah, well, thank you so much um, for being on today's show, Sarah. It's been an absolute treat to have you on again. As I said, you you were a part of a very elite group um, of, of being on <laughs> twice. I think I've only had one other guy on one, um, twice before. So, it's yeah, it's just been so lovely to have you back on the show. Thank you so much and thank you, everyone, for listening. so that's it for another edition of the healthy ship worker podcast if you enjoyed the show please feel free to share it with other ship workers who you think might benefit as this will help me to spread the healthy ship worker message to ship workers and organizations all around the world it also helps if you can leave us a rating preferably five star if you really liked this episode as this will help me to uh, my podcast to kind of gain an even bigger reach uh, which will help me to uh, help more people Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be, despite working 24-7. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.